1 Corinthians chapter 11 is where we're going to be. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 through 26, specifically. I felt like the word dropped, uh, the Lord dropped a word into my heart over the last couple weeks and really came to fruition today. I am today celebrating, my wife and I celebrating our oldest child's day of birth today. Uh, she is a whopping 22 years old. 22 years ago, I cannot believe I became a parent. It was the day that everything changed for me and I learned true selflessness. And the other thing that I learned was is that uh, there's amazing things that lie on the other side of the pain of labor. And I feel like this year, we have been, right now, we're nine months in since March, and I don't feel like it's a coincidence that this is the very time that we are celebrating this month, celebrating the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And I felt like what the Lord was saying to me was that there are things that he has put in us that over the last nine months that we've been carrying, and now is the time for us to go through the pain to really that pain to come to fruition and for us to have a labor moment and to see these miraculous things birthed. And I'm confident over the next three to four weeks as we walk through this new series called The Best Year Ever, uh, I'm confident that what God's gonna do is reveal to us what it is that he's birthing. He's going to give purpose to our pain. The best year ever. Why in the world would I say that this over the next four weeks, we are gonna celebrate the best year ever. I believe that what God wants us to do is to look back on 2020 and not flush it, but to actually find where he's been faithful. So we're gonna look back over the next four weeks. This week, we're really gonna be looking back just at the hope that God gives us. And next week, the love that we've received, the joy that we get to express, and then ultimately, the peace that we get to be released in. And so today we're going to be starting out in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. This is a letter from a guy named Paul. Paul was one of the biggest uh, criminals against the church. He was one of the chiefs who were part of uh, the trials and all of the, the murders that were going on in the early church. And sometime in Saul's life, his name was Saul at the time, he gets knocked off his high horse, he's on this road, and God shows up and speaks to him and literally knocks him off his horse onto the ground. And I feel like in a lot of ways, 2020 has knocked me off my high horse in parts of my life, and God has spoken to me. And my hope is, is that we will discover today where God has been speaking. And so Paul is speaking to this group of believers in Corinth, and they're affectionately named the Corinthians because of where they're from, and this is what he says to them. For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. This is Jesus speaking. And in the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper and he said, this is Jesus saying this part, this cup is the new covenant between God, his father. This, is the, this, is, this cup is the new covenant between God, my father, and his people. That's you and that's me. It's an agreement confirmed with my blood, with Jesus' blood. 
Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. Now, as we talk about today that this is the best year ever, I want to bring some, some detail to this. This is the best year ever for us to remember. Paul is asking the Corinthians to do something that I think is really, really important when you're in the midst of coming out of or even in the midst of maybe some struggle. And that's to remember. Oftentimes we want to forget and we want to do away with, but God is telling us to remember. And Paul is recounting to the Corinthians that we need to remember that Jesus himself said for us to remember. And so there's power in remembering because there's three parts that we'll discuss today. That's number one, remembering is a focus thing. Number two, remembering is a faith thing. And number three, remembering is a future thing. When Paul, number one, he begins talking to the Corinthians, <clears throat> we have to understand a little bit about what's going on around him, specifically in this society with the Corinthians. There's some division, there's some heartache, there's some struggle. It's a bit tumultuous. It's a bit uncertain. They're, they're having a hard time working out disagreements. And I think I can relate to that in my life in this last nine months, maybe the, the year that we call 2020, that maybe I find myself, and perhaps you have as well, in the same position. And so I, I find what Paul is saying to the Corinthians applicable to them, but also extremely applicable to, to myself and perhaps to your life. See, Paul is addressing the divisions of the current day by utilizing the power of remembering to refocus everyone. Because remembering is a focused thing. The word remember, to, the, the, this idea of Jesus saying, do this in remembrance, and Paul wanting us to remember, this word means to recall, to bring back to memory. And it means Recollection or to recollect, I like to say it this way, recollection or recollect. Because remembering allows you and I to recollect all of the different sides to the same story and focus in so that we can walk away and have a takeaway from it. The worst thing that can happen is for us to only get one point of view of the narrative of 2020. And to miss the broader scale of things, maybe. And I, and, I, and I think it would be, in my life, considered a failure if I didn't remember and focus in on some things in 2020 so that I could find a takeaway, that something I could learn and grab a hold of. And in this case, Paul is saying, hey, Corinthians, your side of the story is only based on your point of view, so I want to give you another side of the story. He's letting them know that stress in the middle of their season is oftentimes going to skew how they view their surroundings. And in our life, I will tell you, the stress of our seasons will always skew how we see our surroundings. And so Paul is offering them another perspective, a broader view and what he's doing is, is he's saying, I want you to not have fractional focus that keeps you from seeing the whole picture. 
So I want to help you focus, because remembering is a focused thing. And I want you to focus and see things through the lens of Jesus. And Jesus himself says that every time that you eat of this bread and drink of this cup, you do this in remembrance of me. And why would he say, do it in remembrance of me? Why, why wouldn't God think of me enough to say, Pat, every time you do this, I want you to do this in remembrance of you. I think God knows that I probably have enough of my own perspective. Our society struggles with finding the perspective of other people and hearing it and embracing it. And Paul is saying the same issue is occurring thousands of years ago with the people of Corinth, and it hasn't changed. The solution is still for us to remember Jesus. The solution is still that remembering is a focus thing. What do we need to remember? We, we need to do all of these things in remembrance of me, in remembrance of Jesus is what he's saying, because Jesus wants us to remember the past through the lens of his life. See, it's easy for me to remember my past through the lens of my own life, but it's going to be skewed, remember, because that's what stress and strain does. Jesus wants us to remember all that God has done for us rather than all that the world might, has, might have done to us. It's easy for us to remember what's been done to us. It doesn't take any effort for us to recall the bad things. And Paul is saying, I want you to remember because I want you to find a new focus. Remembering is a focus thing. Paul is saying to them, you are fractionally focused, family. And I'm saying to you that we have become perhaps fractionally focused. And we need to fully focus on the whole picture by remembering what Jesus has done for us. See, family, 2020 is the best year ever to remember Jesus. And remembering is a focused thing. Number two, remembering is a faith thing. Paul goes on and he says, In the same way he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people. See, Paul helps us to remember Jesus in the story. Now he's helping us to remember God, the Father in the story. And what's important about God is, is that God is a faithful God. He always remembers. He never forgets. This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Jesus says, my blood that I shed on the cross, that we're celebrating this month, the birth of baby Jesus. Ultimately, the plan and the purpose for his life would be that he would go to the cross and bear the burden and shed his blood so that we could find a new perspective there would be purpose to his pain. And it's that God is a faithful God. And he didn't forget. And so he sent his son Jesus in our past. And he continues to send Jesus. Jesus continues to show up in our present. He will always remember you. Something that I know to be true right now that's happening probably greater 
greater than the travesty of the economy, potentially COVID, political strain, is the power that the enemy has in isolation. Then maybe you have been thinking, what about me in 2020? Does anybody see me? And maybe you're left feeling like God has forgotten you. And I want to tell you, God is not a forgetful God to forget you. That suddenly in the midst of history, that God would take the year 2020 in the calendar and pull it out and set it aside and say, this is the year that I will bestow on my people forgetfulness on my part. He has not brought you to this point to set you on the side of your journey and leave you alone. He has brought you to this point to show you that his promises will prevail. See, we have to remember that he is a God of faith and remembering is a faith thing. Isaiah 49, 15 gives us security in knowing that God's hand is all over the year 2020. It says, for never can a mother forget her nursing child. Can she feel no love for the child she has born? But even if that were possible, listen to this, focus in on this for a second. It says that I would not forget you. This is God the Father of the nation of Israel who is the Father of humanity saying this to them and at the same time speaking prophetically into your life and saying, into my life and saying this. I won't forget you. Why? Because I'm a God of faithfulness. Where the world might let you down, where the processes that are set in place by man might let you down, I will tell you the promises that I have set into motion will never let you down. And if you have not seen the fulfillment of God's promises in your life, then your story is not done being written. Family, I want to say this again. I want to appeal to your heart, and I want to tell you to be courageous and strong and stand firm that God is a God of faithfulness, and he is not done with you yet. I would not forget you. See, I have written your name on the palms of my hands. God's hand literally is covering your very name, your identity. His hand is all over this year. Do we have the ability to remember his faithfulness and place our faith in his hands? In Hebrews 3.14 it says, For if we are faithful to the end, Trusting God just as firmly as when we first believed, we will share in all that belongs to Christ. What belongs to Christ? Life belongs to Jesus Christ. He died after coming as a baby that we're celebrating this month. And I pray that we celebrate him every single month the way we celebrate him this month. It should be Christmas all year long. I think I'm going to try to convince our neighbors, let's just keep our Christmas lights up. We're going to celebrate the birth of faithfulness every single day, every moment. 
For if we are faithful to the end, trusting God, God is a God of faithfulness. Remembering is a faith thing. God is faithful. Do we have the ability to place our faith in him? It says, just like the first time we believed. We're being asked to remember that on a daily basis, we have to place our faith in the faithful hands of God. God's fingerprints of faithfulness are all over 2020. Because of that, I want to tell you, 2020, family, is the best year ever to remember God's faithfulness. Because remembering is a faith thing. And number three, remembering is a future thing. Perhaps one of the craziest parts of this passage that I just read to you that jumps out at me and always gets me is when I read this. It says, for every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. Why in the world would I want to re-announce, repeat, and keep repeating the death of Jesus Christ? And maybe you're thinking this morning as you listen to this, why, Pastor Pat, would I want to relive any part of 2020? If you notice, Paul says that we need to remember Jesus, remember and focus on Jesus, remember the faithfulness of God. And when we're in this place of remembrance, we're, we're actually announcing the death of Jesus until he comes again. There's a hope of him coming and returning attached to remembering his death. What this tells me is, is that remembering impacts your past and your present. It shapes your future. When I remember Jesus' death, I remember the purpose of what he did. And there's hope in remembering what Jesus has done. Remembering surely can be a hard thing. I'm not going to present to you that it's easy. If you truly walk through the scene of Jesus and what he did and announcing his death and going back and repeating that, it's horrific. It was tragic. But it was Jesus' testimony of him being able to overcome death through his resurrection that gives us a superpower in remembering because it allows us to celebrate his resurrection. So remembering the hard things of your past will ultimately empower you to get past hard things. Present and future. You may be sitting in a seat right now where things are tough and you don't know about the uncertainty of 2021. And I will tell you that things will remain uncertain because none of us know our future. But we can. We can remember. Because it's a future thing with hope. I love what Jesus says right here. In John 16, 33, 
This guy, John, who wrote this book is recalling. He's recollecting the words of Jesus so that we can remember when we read them the important words that Jesus spoke, in this case, to his disciples. Jesus, in this part of his life, was speaking to the disciples and beginning to reveal to them that he was going to be put to death, but ultimately, death would not keep him down. And he says to them, I have told you all of this. That's all of this that he had told them was he was beginning to reveal to them the plan and the purpose of the pain that he would go through. And he says, I have told you all of this so that you may have peace in me. And here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. I just want to stop for a second and point out that what Jesus is saying is that not if, but when. And I woke up this morning and I'm sure you woke up this morning and all of us are still here on earth. We haven't escaped. We haven't been able to avoid that. And that means that today we're going to experience, today we will experience trials and sorrows. And we will in our tomorrows. But he says, take heart or take courage. Don't be discouraged. He wants us to remember that he says, because I have overcome the world. He wants us to recollect his words and his promises. That what he has done, as we look into the past, as you look into the past of your life, as you look into the past of your 2020 and see what God has done, you're able to allow it to impact your present and shape your future. Because remembering is a future thing. And we need a hope that we can stand in today and we can walk into, into our future. And Jesus has overcome everything in our past. He's overcoming everything in our present and he will overcome everything into our future. Remembering what Jesus has done. Remembering the past and what he's done. Remembering what Jesus has done in your life in 2020. As we remember and focus on him, as we remember God's faithfulness, remembering those things, ultimately what he's done gives us hope for what he will do. And family, out of all the things that we could put our lives in, and of all the things we could put our hope in, out of all the things we could put our faith in and out of all the things we could put our focus on. I want to tell you something that the greatest thing that we can talk about in society right now, the greatest answer, the greatest anecdote, the greatest solution is that all of our hope is found in our Savior, Jesus Christ. And that is what we're celebrating this month. That is why we see the lights that represent the light of the world. Jesus Christ coming as the Son of God. That is why presents are given because God represented himself and his Son Jesus Christ and gave him for you. And we need to remember, and remembering is a focus thing. Remembering is a faith thing and remembering is a future thing. 
2020 family is the best year ever for us to remember that your future has a hope. Now I wanna leave us with something practical. You can find what I'm about to give to all of us for a little bit of homework. Don't, don't be afraid, I'm not a homework liking person so this is gonna be very easy. And I promise you it will be beneficial for you to do it. So I would challenge you to hold on and we're gonna do this for seven days and we're gonna break it down one day at a time. You can do anything one time. And so I know, I believe in you, take courage that you can do anything one time, seven times in a row. And so I, will, I want you to take the challenge. I want you to join in with the rest of the family, the rest of everyone who's hearing this. And this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna put what, what we just talked about into practice and it's gonna be broken up. Number one, I want us to evaluate. Here's some questions that I want us to think about to evaluate. Where have you been focusing? Where are you focused on? What are you focused on? Where have you placed your faith? If you've placed all your faith in our current economy, our current political process of election, if you placed your faith in anything outside of Jesus Christ, I want to tell you something. At some point, it's going to slip. And where are you finding your hope for your future? Now, here's some very practical things. We now have gone through an evaluation and you're gonna walk through this this week and you don't need to answer all those questions right now. We're gonna walk through this evaluation and now we're gonna walk through an activation. I want us to put feet to what it is that we've been talking about today. Do you recognize where God has been good in your life? We need to recognize by remembering Jesus and God's faithfulness and a future hope. So what I'm gonna challenge us to do is spend time this week asking God to show us through his lens, through the way that he sees things, because we need another point of view sometimes in our life. Seven good things from this year. Now, you don't have to get all seven good things at once. We're gonna do it one day at a time. And you can do anything one time. And the way you're gonna do it is, is you're gonna, number one, you're gonna spend some time and you're gonna meditate pray. You're going to meditate. And in this time, you're just going to get quiet, and I want you to ask God, God, please show me how, the, how you were working in 2020. Can you show me your fingerprints, your handprint? It says that my name is written on your hand. So can you show me your handprint on my life? Can you show me your handprint on our society in 2020? I want to see where you've been. And after you meditate, I want you to memorialize. This is key. Memorialize simply means I want you to write out the 2020 hindsight that God has given you. I want you to write out the 2020 hindsight God has given you. Why are we doing seven? It has been proven that for, un for every one negative thing that you've experienced in your life, you need seven positive things to overcome the memory of that one negative. 
Perhaps that, that's why God gave us seven days for this exercise. It was, it, was, uh, it was ordained for this moment that you have seven days, seven positive things, seven good things, seven times God showed his hand of faithfulness in your life that you get to meditate on and you get to memorialize by writing it down. And when you write it down and you make a memorial of it, this is the power in it. Every single time you face a hard thing, you can look in your past at the things that were hard that God was faithful to having his son Jesus overcome in your life. You can do it, family. This is the best year ever to remember Jesus, to remember God's faithfulness, and to remember our present and future hope. Join me in prayer. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus. And I ask for an overwhelming amount of gratitude and thankfulness to fill the hearts of every home, every room, every car, every workplace. That behind what the enemy wants to disguise as failure are powerful lessons. Yeah, I'm just going to wait a second. Yeah, God, behind every single failure, the enemy is trying to disguise powerful lessons. Family, if we allow failure to happen in our lives and we don't learn lessons from it, we are missing opportunities of memorials for us to lean on when we run in to trials and sorrows. So Father, speak to us, not just today, over the next three weeks. Lord, we thank you. 2020 is the best year ever for us to remember. In Jesus' powerful name, all of you said amen and amen.